What is making sales social mean to you? Making sales social, I think, is really about connecting and engaging with your audience. As I mentioned, I came from the TV business, and back in the day, there were you know big three, big four TV networks, and it was always talking at people. And with social media, I think you have to talk with people and really you know not just broadcast and throw stuff out there, but really connect and engage and, and create conversations. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Welcome to another episode of Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's joining us today? So excited. We have Lou Bortone, who uh, is one of the greatest marketing, video marketing strategists that helps owners and business development people generate more revenue. We met through a group called JVMM, which is a joint venture marketing group where we help each other expand and get our businesses in front of other people. But when I talked to Lou, I thought, oh my gosh, our audience needs to hear his brilliance. So Lou, welcome. Tell everyone a little bit about you. Thank you so much, Bryn, and good to see you again, Bill. I am, we were kidding before, but I am, I guess you could call me the camera shy video guy because I do video marketing strategy and uh, I'm, my background is in television. I worked in Los Angeles for many years in TV, but always behind the scenes. And then when I started to do online marketing about 15 years ago, I realized, oh crap, I have to be on camera. <laughs> so, and that's what I teach other folks how to do. So I, I realized like, all right, time to uh, get out there and put my face out, even though I'm not thrilled about being on camera, but here we are. Here we are. And, yeah. and so I, I think uh, you are definitely in the majority. I think a lot of folks are, are in the same in the same boat. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. But first, uh, Lou, every guest on Making Sales Social gets asked this question. Very curious to hear your answer. What does making sales social mean to you? Making sales social, I think, is really about connecting and engaging with your audience. As I mentioned, I came from the TV business and back in the day, there were you know big three, big four TV networks and it was always talking at people. And with social media, I think you have to talk with people and really you know not just broadcast and throw stuff out there, but really connect and engage and, and create conversations. That's a great answer. That's, um, that's a new answer. That's one that uh -huh. we haven't heard before. So that's great. So let's talk about how we do that with, with video. I'm interested to hear first though, if people are like you and they're a, a camera shy video guy, what are some simple things that they can do to kind of get beyond that, that hesitation to get great question. Yeah, really good question. Well, I mean, the short answer is get over it. You know, this is, you know, you're in business too. You can't fly under the radar forever. The, uh, the slightly longer answer is when I started, I had twins and they were really young. So I would put my kids in the video and I would put my 
pugs. I have two pugs. I would put them in the anything to deflect the attention off me. Um, I once dressed up as Moses and did the Ten Commandments of online video with thunder and clouds and all that. So it was really just about playing, really, you know, like making it more playful. And I realized, and I, I say this, you know, more so for women, it's like, it's not about the makeup, it's about the message. So you really just have to uh, get over yourself and, and put yourself out there. So just side note, I have twins, 18 years old, that oh are gosh. now students at Penn State. We awesome. love them. Anyway. I just graduated. So they're like, okay, see you. Don't let the door hit you on the... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And we've got, I've got lots of video of my kids, but not me when they're younger. But now we have found video on a lot of levels, video in the inbox, video in the email, video um, in the newsfeed. All of this is attracting people in a way that no other medium seems to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so for people that are like, okay, I know I need video, but how do I get started? Mm -hmm. What's the advice you'd give someone who is like, even if they're hesitant, they're, they know they need it and they're ready to but dip yep, their yep. toe in. I would say start with video email, which you mentioned. And you know, there are a lot of tools where you can use video in email and it's one-to-one, -one, it's personal, it's engaging. I'm seeing numbers, I think HubSpot said that video email has a 90% open rate, which is wow. incredible. Yeah. And if you can do that and sort of get used to the idea of, okay, I'm gonna send Brennan Bill a quick video instead of just typing off an email, and you can use, you know, bomb bomb or dub, uh, dub or loom. I use loom every day. So if you start with sort of that low hanging fruit, that's not very technical, it's not very intimidating. You're just talking to one person. That's a really good way to dip your toes in the water. The other thing I would say is live video, um, LinkedIn live or Facebook live or even YouTube live is usually pretty easy to do as well, technically. And, and you know, once you're on live, it's like, okay, it's live. Here we go. Let's see what happens. That's great. We do a live once a week and the three of us get together and talk about a topic. Yeah. What are some things that you could, that you recommend to your clients when they're like, okay, I'm ready to do video. I'm going to do an email video or I'm going to go live, but I don't know where to start, what to talk about. How do I begin? What, what, what are the steps around that? Technically or just content wise? Content wise. Yeah. Content. We, we can skip the technical. We'll go high level <laughs> strategy. Yeah, and the technical is like, okay, two taps on the iPhone and I'm live. So content-wise, you know, talk about what you know, just like they say with public speaking. And, and I always start my clients. I don't start them with a big homepage video or a sizzle reel or a speaker reel because that's, you know, really big branding. But I always start them with a YouTube tip series that they can put on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Like talk about your expertise, share what you know, maybe share your why on video and, and post those on YouTube as two, three minute videos. And it really helps to to get you ramped up and more ready to do those other more important branding videos. You know, there's live, raw, unedited video, mm -hmm. and then there's kind of the mid, we put some captions on video, and then there's like high right. edited, you know, pr produced video. Does one work better than the other and why? That's a great question. And I think it comes down to you have to ask yourself, is this a quick video or a keeper video? That's the way I usually make the distinction. A quick video, Facebook Live, YouTube tip, two minutes, you know, no pressure, no editing, no nothing fancy. Keeper video, okay, I need a new video for my homepage or I need an about video on my about mm -hmm. page. I need a speaker reel. Those are the ones where you definitely have to spend more time and thought into putting it out there because it's kind of a cornerstone of your brand at that point so i, I do i want to talk more tactical because i i know 
a lot of times salespeople, all they need is an excuse not to do something. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're busy, right? We're, we're very busy. And so I know one of the things is, well, I don't have the equipment to do video, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So what is, what's the beginner level? Like, you know, is it okay? Do we need highly produced video in social or can I just grab this and hold it in front of me and, and, and do that? You know, what's the acceptable level of, of expertise and skill? Honestly, it's, you know, I do 90% of what I do with my smartphone. Uh, the cameras are so great on the iPhones and Androids these days that it's more than enough. So I, I say, you know, keep it low tech, keep it simple. Every time you add a new element or a new piece of equipment, it, it adds to the level of complexity. Uh, and also find, like you guys have, find a spot where you can just sit down, put on your webcam and, and go. Keep it really simple. I mean, I do, you know, green screen and goofy stuff like that because I've been doing it for so long. But you really just need to find your video sweet spot and say, you know what? I'm really good at just popping on LinkedIn and doing a live. Or I'm really fine with creating tips on YouTube. Or I'm really okay with doing PowerPoint slide presentations and narrating them. Even that's, you know, a form of video. So. So I love that. One of the things that um, I love that you do is not just here's some informative videos or here are even some educational tips, but a lot of what you talk about is how to generate revenue using video. What kind of video generates revenue? Ooh, that's a juicy question. And on the real answer is all of it, because it all sort of leads to, um, you know, in the sales cycle. But the you know again the best kind is to really start with engaging your prospects which could be as simple as uh video email which for me i've done a video email to somebody to remind them and the next day they call me and they say okay let's go i'm ready because video builds that know like and trust especially in the last year and a half where we haven't been able to be in person as much video has been that that real way to connect with people and get your message to them in a really powerful way, which is, you know, I guess the next best thing to being there. But other videos like, you know, having a video on your sales page, having a video on your homepage, uh, video sales letters, some folks call them videos on the sales page. If I'm selling, you know, a, a $9,000 coaching, a nine, yeah, $1,000 coaching program, $10,000 coaching program, and I don't have a video on that sales page, forget it. It's just not going to convert the same. Interesting. So, how much of that video is pitch and how much of the video is education, the, the, mm -hmm. the video that goes on those web pages? Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, there are, there are folks who do actual launch series with videos, so they may do three really in-depth 20-minute, 30-minute educational videos, and then the fourth video in the series is the pitch, almost like you're doing a webinar. But even in that example, I would say it's got to be 80% value and 20% pitch is usually what, what, the, what I Even on the website. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, so again, you're trying to build that know, like, and trust that's going to get you further down the sales cycle. I, I just, we talk about to get to know, like, and trust, which Bob Berg uh, quoted right. that in endless referrals. He's one yeah. of our favorites. He's going to be on here in a few weeks. I'm very excited. Ooh. We say on social predicated to that know, like, and trust is attract, teach, and engage. And mm -hmm. video really can do that. That's what gets us to know on social. Yeah. And, and that's and that's what I was going to ask is, is as we're talking about social, what type of video posts do you recommend that 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 sales folks and business development folks and, and, and business owners are using to attract, teach and engage? Mm -hmm. um, even, web, you know, webinars, still the good old solid tried and true webinars. 
uh, even just video series where, again, like I can say, all right, I'm going to do the, you know, the top 10 tools I use for video and, and I'm going to do it over 10 videos. I'm, and I batch record everything. So it's like, okay, it's quiet. The guy's not mowing the lawn next door. I'm going to shoot seven videos and drip them out over the next week or two. Are they all on one topic that you're breaking it out or mm -hmm. could there be lots of different topics? You can really, that, that's the great thing about video, like writing, you, you know, it's it's really up to you, whatever's in your wheelhouse and whatever you're comfortable with. I often talk about, you know, I, I, I got so sick of the question, what camera should I use? Because the, the answer is it doesn't matter. <laughs> or just use your iPhone. Yeah. But, you know, I'll do a series of, okay, here are all the tools you can use to shoot video. Um, and again, it's just, you know, that's the thing. It's like everybody gets stuck with the technology and it's not really about the technology it's it's at the in the end it's about people and relationships awesome. captions how how important are captions on youtube the user decides whether or not they want to see them but very important on linkedin and facebook because those videos are going to play without audio initially and it's interesting because i'm you know linkedin is was sort of the sleeping giant when it came to video and they finally finally upped their game and but if you still start scrolling through your linkedin feed the video may stop the scroll because it's it's movement it's engaging and it's still, you know, relatively new to, you know, LinkedIn compared to YouTube. I have a question. This is a little technical and in the weeds, mm -hmm. but on YouTube, when we do video, we'll, we'll stream live and then our yep. video team will edit it because they say it's really important to have the right thumbnail. Yes. Right. On YouTube. But does that matter on other social platforms like LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. Not as much because on YouTube, people are going to, you know, they may be searching or going to find something. What's the WordPress plugin for blah, blah, blah. So the thumbnail is important because that's the advertisement or the movie poster basically for your video. Whereas on Facebook and LinkedIn, it's just used differently. So it's not as much of a search engine. And I know at one time, and I don't know if this is the true, this would be a question for, for our friend Richard Vanderblom, but at one time, the algorithm was favoring videos on LinkedIn with a face mm -hmm. over a highly produced video right. that had a thumbnail. So I don't know if that's still the case. Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing across the board videos getting less views than than other types of content on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. it, it just seems odd to me, but but that's just, yeah. that's just how it how it is. So um, one of the great things about doing captions is mm -hmm. if you're if you've got the that raw that raw transcription then actually becomes a blog post too which we've we've taken exactly video is really ripe for for repurposing and it's such an easy tool like you guys say if you do one of these you can take the audio and do a podcast you can do an article you can do a blog post you can use it and reuse it i sometimes with clients what i do is i'll just do a zoom interview with them and talk to them and what about, about what they do. And then I have 20 minutes of raw footage and I can, oh, this is a great sound bite or here's a great section mm -hmm. here. And I can slice and dice that to make several smaller videos for them. I was looking for, when you said about, um, I had a statistic about LinkedIn that, uh, well, it's true with all, with all uh, LinkedIn users are 20% more likely to share a video post than a text post, which I thought was interesting. And then when both written and video content are available on LinkedIn, 59% of senior executives prefer to watch video. So yeah. that's, again, it's just, and I don't know if that, what that says about the society where we'd rather watch than read, but give them what they want. Uh, yeah, I feel like blog posts are a thing of the past, right? Like for us, if you go to our blog, it's almost all vlogs, it's yeah. almost all video. And then we have the transcription, which sometimes is edited, sometimes is raw, because Google still likes text. Right. 
There you go. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, but the video is what keeps people on our site longer. Mm -hmm. uh, it keeps people engaged. And I think, you know, we are in a world, one of my friends moved about seven months ago and never, it didn't get cable. She's like, I have Netflix. I have Disney plus I have yep. Hulu. I have prime. I don't need it. We're streaming. This yep. is what we're doing, right? Whether it's on our phone or on our TV or on our computer. So video really is the future. I'm going to ask a question though, because now people are like, okay, I know I got to get on if I'm not on, or I have to do this differently or more if I am doing it. What are some of the mistakes that these folks make when they are uh, attempting to do video or, or even they've done it over the years? What are some of the big mistakes you're, you see? Well, the biggest one is, is shooting the video and not posting it, you know, like being either too self-conscious or forgetting. I have like a dozen of those. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I did this really cool video and then I got sidetracked and I never put it on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. And that's, you know, that's really the biggest. The other one is just overcomplicating it when it really doesn't need to be that complicated. I have folks who say, well, I'm waiting for my lights and I'm waiting for my green screen. I'm like, do you have an iPhone? You know, um, just go. So don't wait for all the perfect scenario. Oftentimes, like I say, I'm, you know, um, we, we downsized and we're in a community where the houses are a little closer together than they were before. It's like, if that, if they're doing their lawn on that day that I was gonna do videos, I'm like, People are going to hear a lawnmower in the background. That's life, you know. Just done is better than perfect. Done that. is better than. There's the mic drop moment. Done <laughs> is better than than perfect. Right. That's awesome. Any other mistakes that they make? Aside from technical, oftentimes it's just not understanding the platform. So you know, obviously on you know LinkedIn, we want to be relatively short for LinkedIn pre-recorded videos. You still can't go over ten minutes, um, and for YouTube it's about watch time and really the first minute is absolutely crucial so you don't want to mm -hmm. like if you're in a meeting and you're going to do all the you know if you're face to face and you're going to do the pleasantries and all that kind of stuff and the housekeeping just get right to it people don't need the housekeeping up front they need the content good good point and the, i would say the last mistake is you know if you say this video is about this then it better be about that you don't want to do any kind of clickbait or switch bait and switch on folks you really have to give them what you promise yeah so be authentic so you mentioned time what do you think is especially for linkedin and social what do you think the sweet spot is in terms of video length yeah that's interesting because it's kind of a moving target and it's like i feel like i see a different statistic every week but again short and sweet three to four minutes um, for YouTube in particular, it's weird because there's sort of a spike at two to three minutes and then a spike at 11 to 15 minutes. Um, and I don't know exactly why that is, but I think it's because if somebody's watching a longer video and they're engaged, they may stick with it. Uh, and people are putting longer videos on YouTube because YouTube rewards watch time. Wow. So great stuff. So we're we're kind of coming to the end here, um, but this is fascinating. I love video, use video in the sales cycle, use video on social. Um, I'm a big user, we've used Dub and BombBomb both, uh, enjoy both of those. Um, quick question about that. Have you seen a problem with like firewalls of email services blocking those, mm -hmm. those videos? I haven't really so far. Um, and again, when I use something like Loom, I can just send it as a regular Gmail or, or in in a regular email service so that you know those folks aren't seeing some weird 
you know, image there. It's like, okay, it's just Gmail, but there's a video in it. Yeah. I, I was an early adopter and, and used another company. And there was a point in time where just no one, there are certain email, email clients that just wouldn't open it. And so I just stopped, but, but that's good to know. So, all right, Lou. So thank you. This has been so good. I, I've got some notes um, and done is better than, than perfect. So <laughs> yeah. tell everyone a little bit about how they can connect with you and how they might want to work with you if they choose to. Sure. Thank you. Um, I do a lot of coaching consulting, obviously, around video marketing. And um, one of the things with, that folks have a problem with, as, as Bryn was pointing out, is just what to say and ideas. So I have uh, a 99 video ideas freebie that folks can get at lubortone.com forward slash 99. And uh, you can find some video ideas there. So there'll never be anything to, uh, you know, you don't want to get on camera and be like, oh, God, what was that? <laughs> But uh, you can get away with it in Facebook Live or if you're doing an interview like this, so it will flow. But, you know, you really need to know here's the main point that I want to uh, mention. And last little bit of advice, don't forget to include a call to action in your video or it's what's the ah, point. I love that. Great. And so can they connect with you on LinkedIn? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn at Lou Bortone. They can, you can email me at VIP at LouBortone.com. And I just love helping people put themselves out there, especially introverts like me that have to kind of get over the get over the hump of like, oh my God, I don't want to see myself on camera. And like I say, it's it's not about the makeup, it's about the message. Great, great, great stuff. So um thanks so much. Lou Bortone, the camera shy video guy, um, just really, really good stuff. And so make sure you reach out to Lou and, and get those, those free ideas. I think that's great. So thanks so much for joining us, Lou. And thank you for lit, for watching and listening on making sales social. So we'll see you on our next episode. And as you're out and about this week, don't forget to make your sales social. Bye-bye everyone. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.